0: Why hello, hello, and I would like to extend a warm cringe evangelical welcome to you all. Um, I know I took a week off, uh, partially that was because of the Labor Day weekend, um, but really uh, the bigger answer is that um, I had two three day like consistent migraines. So that basically means I woke up with a migraine on Thursday and the migraine did not go away it fluctuated on and off uh, all the way through saturday and sometimes into sunday and that happened two weekends in a row um so that was pretty brutal uh and that's why i didn't uh do the podcast it, you know it's a hobby it's not my job and i had other things to take care of and so i was conserving the little energy i could muster up to do that um and i didn't want to drag my mother up to buffalo um just for that so that's what's been going on that's why i've been um off but i did in the meantime i've been looking around uh you voted on the instagram on my at Pod instagram and said you do want a monthly anime special i will be doing that um this month will definitely be dragon ball i found some quality quality dragon ball content including a christian dub of a dragon ball episode which is that like the church trying to promote like an event from my understanding from what i've seen but still it really opens up the world of christianity to doing like evangelical dubs of anime which is like really weird but also like for me personally like that is just going to be comedy and i don't even care that's funny that's funny it's it i don't like make your own anime like that i don't get it but anyway that's what we're doing um but today is going to be kind of a follow-up from the halloween episode which everyone seemed to really like um especially people on tumblr uh by the way thank you for the support i have not used Tumblr in like a really long time. And it is a really weird interface to try and return to. So, but it's been good. It's been good. It's very, um, bringing me back to my days, like uh, burritoed up in my bedroom, reading Slenderman Creepypastas and crying because I lived in the woods and I thought Slenderman lived in my woods anyway. So, (laughs) um, but that's what's been going on. Now, last week, Two weeks ago. Wow. Wow, wow, wow. Um, I told you guys a story from my friend Daniel. Daniel, very funny Daniel. Catholic Daniel, but grew up evangelical. Um, and then actually converted to Catholicism while we were in college. I was actually at his... Um, I'm going to call it a conversion ceremony because I can't think of the term and I feel so bad, uh, but I actually went to his ceremony and so forth. So he actually went through a journey where he left evangelicalism for a more like high church situation, um, which is which is interesting. I don't know if he, I, I'll send him this, but I don't know if he wanted me to say all that, but um, he does kind of have that interesting perspective of someone um, similar to me, but a little different where we grew up evangelical, but still landed ourselves in a church community that we found safe and healthy um and holds the views that and views values worship styles that we find um more edifying so that's daniel um and yeah i'm using his name because the story it doesn't have any like family issues nothing like that um it's really just daniel on his own daniel is like He's like the guy and I need him to come on and tell like the details of the story because it's really funny how he words stuff. But he's like the kid in class that everyone like never pays attention to. But if you sit next to him, he's always like thinking or saying something really funny. Um, And unfortunately, a lot of people miss out on how funny he is because he is so quiet. Um, And that's kind of like Daniel's personality is like that witty little comment uh, sort of thing. Um, and so when he writes, he's very funny. It helps that he was an English major, but it he is a funny writer. So um, that's why I'd love to have him on. Daniel, if you're listening, I know you teach like 45 classes at that private school, but you have time to be out on the podcast for an hour, I promise you. Anyway, so what happened is um, Daniel, like I said, he's Catholic. And so he was interested because if you're evangelical, you definitely know about like evangelical cults. And I am using cults to mean a very specific thing. I'm not talking about cultish behavior. Um, there's actually an anthropologist who goes to my church who specializes in the satanic panic, specifically uh, witchcraft and cults and conspiracies and how um, they all intermingle anthropologically based on misinformation and stuff. Very interesting. He's actually publishing a book this year on it, um, which I think will be very good. I i'll be reading it because it's a fascinating subject um but he describes cults as being a very specific very specific thing so that we don't start overusing the word it's something i'm seeing with a lot of this ex-evangelical movement is the word cult is getting thrown around and what people mean is cultish behavior which is behavior that appears like a cult but it doesn't hit everything we need to be a full cult it's sort of like um Part of the list of things that should definitely put some red flags out there because we might be going down that road, but it's not like a full blown, you know, cult. Um, I think specifically something we'd like to think about that's a cultish behavior is how some folks treat celebrities or politicians, um, that kind of thing. I think it's a good d- discussion we need to be having with parasocial relationships. Anyway, back to. Uh, ADHD tangent time is over. We're back to Daniel. Daniel, like I said, he's looking up, uh, like, these sort of Catholic-styled nationalist cults. And when we were in college one night, um, Daniel found this, like, hyper-American patriotic Catholic cult group. Uh, Generally, Catholic cult groups, or really any, tend to be heavily anti-Semitic. That's actually, like, a huge... um, prerequisite for a lot of conspiracies and controversies and uh, like QAnon and stuff is like anti-Semitism even. um, So it's not surprising that this is a big part of this cult. Um, And so Daniel goes on their website, you know, they're selling stuff like the American flag colored crosses and like Catholic icons. But the icons are like, you know, american heroes type thing and one of the things that daniel bought just as a joke was like a little virgin mary wrapped in the american flag and i think it was a postcard or it could have been a figurine but either way it was like a cheap little thing and he was gonna get it just to see what his experience was um, with the website and daniel then uh (laughs) he he bought it online he goes to bed that night a huge like Horrible thunderstorm Like I Because this is when We were both in college I remember it Because it was bad enough People actually like Texted each other Like oh the weather's Kind of crappy out Type thing Um And (laughs) He 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 heard like a bang there's like a lightning strike or something a window flew open i can't remember but the weather caused a disturbance in his room so he woke up in the night to like a huge bang the weather is terrible and then in the morning he wakes up and his eyes are like completely like pinkish and red he goes to the nurse and there's nothing wrong with him they don't know why his eyes are red it's not allergies it's not pink eyes something like that um so we've decided that he was being smited smote smote by god for ordering this very egregious virgin mary wrapped in a flag um he also never got the item it never came he paid full price for it it just never showed up we don't know where it is but that is the first half of the story however after talking about that story last time daniel messaged me and we have a part two so today's episode is about that part two i'm very excited to bring it to you um so yeah, let's get going on the uh, smoting sequel, shall we? OK, so part two, I had to take a break to watch the Jordan and McKay live stream because that's very important stuff and everyone should go support them, uh, not ex-evangelical, but ex-Mormon. And oh, boy, is it upsettingly similar in all the wrong ways. Anyhow, back to Daniel the manual and his story. So Daniel has not forgotten about this Virgin Mary wrapped in the American flag artwork because how could you? I mean, I haven't forgot it either, obviously. So Daniel, being the young independent man he is, went to the actual site where this was purchased. So he went to the physical location where their um, headquarters are. And this is what he writes i went to the actual site last year and then ended up trapped in the gift shop when it was closed then i had to find a way out without setting off an alarm that was great so daniel literally goes back to the origin of buying this thing that never came in the mail just to now have the opposite problem before he couldn't get the thing to come now he's locked in with all the gifts it's a you know heretic catholic buffet so daniel's stuck in there and he says these are the other experiences he had he did get out without setting off an alarm very resourceful it's what a degree can get you i guess a job at a private school and you can beat the alarm at a catholic cult gift shop anyway He did also get to go down the Patriotic Rosary Walk. You walk a half mile or so down a hill to a lake with an American flag on both sides, every five or six feet. When you reach the lake, there is a statue of Mary wearing a flag. And then there was a chapel, which has a tool shed with a golf turf floor and walls painted to look like a cloudy blue sky. The wall facing you as you walk in is painted with a bleeding American flag as a backdrop for a painting of God the Father, which looks suspiciously like Charlton Heston. I have a picture and I will post the picture um, on the Instagram and on my Tumblr. So Laney is a silly goose and at Cringe Evangelical Pod will have the photo. But Daniel... (laughs) (laughs) now has gone, uh, from, I mean, he couldn't get anything to where, I don't know if he actually stole from the gift shop. I would have personally, but he, he did get something and he got to see the, uh, is it God or is it Charlton, Charl, Charleston Heston? No. Yes. Whatever. You know what? I don't care enough about that freak to, uh, say his name right. Anyway, him against the American flag, in a patriotic rosary walk which is awesome so now i'm in contact with daniel basically every day sending each other garfield memes and like and um i want to go on a vacation there i want to go i want to see it and i want to take pictures for the podcast and i want to talk about it so daniel i think we need to go on a road trip together to go back to uh the um I don't actually know what this place is called. It's the Catholic Cultland, Land. But yes, that is the the thrilling sequel to Daniel and his purchase. Um, next is going to be, as promised, um, the Dragon Ball. is Dragon Ball Christian kind of special anime. That'll be the second half of this episode. And um, after that, um, we're going to talk about what I'm doing for Halloween. So yeah, stay tuned. okay okay and now to get started with our monthly i almost said weekly but that's not true monthly anime a little special today we're talking about um christians and their view of dragon ball i know earlier it made it sound like i wouldn't be doing that in this episode and that's just on me. I've been really out of it because I've been so sick, and my medication makes me wonky and all that. So that's just but what's been going on. Um, but we are doing it in this episode. Um, I knew when I read the Naruto one last time and the way they were talking about Naruto that Dragon Ball would make like evangelical conservative Christians like just go absolutely ballistic. I knew this. I knew this would happen. And I wasn't, I wasn't, um disappointed. That's the word I'm looking for. I wasn't disappointed. I went on, uh, there is a Christian anime forum that I found. Uh, One of the things about researching this is you have to use terms, like I have to go back in my evangelical headspace and like write into Google, like I'm evangelical and sometimes that's a little much, but I found, you know, the forum and somebody asked, is Dragon Ball fine? And just kind of like Dungeons and Dragons, uh, evangelical Christians are kind of on both sides. They're on the like more reasonable. Anime It's just a like a cartoon, it's versus like you know the more extreme stuff. I honestly feel like this is one of the things I miss the least about evangelicalism is like everything was a controversy and a discussion. Like every little thing was, you know, stop for pause to the point of just absolute um, inability for anyone to even follow these just bonkers rules. I mean, you couldn't go to Target and have to question if it's Christian, you know. So this definitely falls in line with just those issues and even the more reasonable folks get brought into it because they're like, oh, this is so unreasonable. But then like they're participating in it and like adding to this bizarre culture of everything. This is something that's really hard to explain to people who grew up Christian, but not evangelical, because if you are like mainline Protestant, you know, there's like the bigger cultural issues that everyone would discuss. But for the most part, when you're like discussing is something okay, it's more like common things you would discuss in any group of people. And then it really when every TV show, every book, everything has to be analyzed and okayed and dissected for, you know, biblical truth versus not. And so that's really what this is coming at. Um, and this is why I'm interested in this whole discussion with anime because um, it's definitely part of like the satanic panic, but it's also not at the same time because I feel like there's a huge xenophobic edge to why anime is seen as satanic. Um, And I mean, I guess I can only allege it's xenophobic, whatever, but like, I think it is. Um, And I really feel like a lot of this, if this was just like regular Marvel and DC superheroes saying and doing these things to be, you know, considered problematic, but not the level they do with anime. And so Dragon Ball to me is like the quintessential anime in terms of white people. And what (laughs) what I mean by that is that like this is the anime that most um, Americans or Europeans are just like, white men in general, this is how most of you were introduced to anime, or anime between this and Pokemon. But Dragon Ball is a little different than Pokemon in some respects because, and this, I'll get into this, but Dragon Ball was not meant to be a kid's manga at first the author is not a children's writer um there is a difference if you understand manga and anime there's shonen and shoujun i always screw up these words but one is like more like sailor moon like teenage girl type stuff and then one is more like your teenage boy type stuff and think of that as like the marvel dc equivalence that's a really shitty way to say it but it's the only way i can say it for folks who don't really understand it And then, actually, anime and manga is just their words for animation and, like, comics. So, for Japanese folks, like, this is just how they consume that media and that art style specific to it. Obviously, we see it as something that's specifically Japanese. And we just, it's kind of like what we do with anything. We just take their word and make it, like, its own thing, even though it's just their word for animation. Anyway, that's just a little bit on that. So, the reason... I've chosen Dragon Ball as that, and also because I was on a blog, this Christian anime blog, and somebody said, "Is Dragon Ball okay to watch?" The first comment was like, "Yeah, it's fine. It's just some dudes fighting, and Goku's actually like a decent guy. Like, I I like that character. I think he's a really likable character. He's a f- easy character to follow. That kind of thing." Um, the next uh, the next comment was someone writing like a bunch of Bible verses proving why like goku and dragon ball is satanic and then ended with the comment i'll be praying for you insinuating that people that have been watching dragon ball have been opening them up themselves up to the occult which made me really excited because that's a crazy thing to say um yeah i will say in in the defense of evangelical christians especially the older ones who like would have no concept for anime besides what they see like maybe some kids doing uh a group of people, and I cannot figure out if this is serious or not. If it's serious, I'm scared. And if it's not serious, I think it's kind of funny. But there's a group of people that started their own religion called Gokuism. And it's basically, um, they worship Goku, kind of like a Jesus Christ type figure, or I guess I'm like kind of torn between if it's like more like a Jesus or like a Well, here's the thing about, like, every other religious figure, Jesus, Buddha, Mohammed, um, even, like, they're all real people that happened. So I guess Goku's more of a, like, I guess he would have to be a god because he's fake. I don't know. This whole thing's wild. So anyway, so I found this, and now it's stoking more issue with... Christians. I'm gonna guess that there's probably some other religions, and they're more fundamentalists. Don't like this either, but they wouldn't know about it as much. But it, it is a thing, and it is not helping the situation. Not saying that if some trolls wanted to make their own like Goku religion, I mean, like go go for it. I I don't care if you want to make a Goku religion. I mean, I won't be joining as much as i like the character um but that's just that so i'm going to get in to some of the stuff about dragon ball um but i did want to give some of that and i will i so difference between some of the other things i've covered pokemon and naruto i know because i like just it's on tv sometimes and my brother specifically is a humongous pokemon fan he's a he's watched all of naruto but pokemon's like his thing he loves it um, he likes Dragon Ball as well, but the difference between me and my brother is my brother has watched Dragon Ball, but I've read Dragon Ball. So I kind of understand the manga as well as I've seen the original um 80s TV show that's the original like Goku as a Child series as well. Um, So that gives me some concept. So I might stop and explain the series because there are things that are confusing. Even I was taken aback when I first read the manga specifically. Um because i didn't realize it was originally written as an adult thing i when i grew up like dragon ball and naruto and pokemon were all on like adult swim and some of these other like cartoon shows so they were just part of the culture to me like they weren't i didn't study it too hard it was just like kid stuff and again (coughs) as i mentioned in my opening episode my mom was erroneously told that like the majority of anime involves like explicit sexual content um because she was confused by hentai obviously she's over that i mean she my brother's entire theme for his birthday was pokemon this year we're in our 20s whatever um but yeah so that's what's been going on so with that we're gonna get into dragon ball gokuism and you Okay, so this first article is I'm not going to say the name of the blog, even though I think if you put something this unhinged online that you are up for it, I'm still like I know I'm smaller. I'm not going to dox like mommy blogs. I like to point out, though, that this is not the only blog like this. I just kind of take. Um, the the funniest ones, but these do, even if we don't think something's making an impact, it's still making an impact. I just keep it there because these people do interact with folks every day and say and do these same things. Anyway, this article is called The Dark Side of Dragon Ball. And I think it gives the most thorough reason why Christians find Dragon Ball like super offensive. Um, it is interesting um this person does say they are exposing the most popular anime of all time which okay if you i mean dragon ball is pretty popular i don't know if it's the most popular of all time but i guess it's up there but well okay um the reason i've decided to make this post i used to be a really big fan and i think this is interesting because even when they're a fan they do not seem to understand like any of the nuances and concepts of Dragon Ball and maybe I'm just kind of being A jerk because I read it as an adult That watched it as like a kid more But um yeah, we'll just get into that. But they say they practically worship the show. Uh, they made an idol out of Goku. This is common phrasing with Christians. Anytime you like something a lot, it's, quote unquote, an idol over God, which I'm going to say this from personal experience. As someone who gets hyper fixated on things a lot because they are neurodivergent, this it can be very damaging because if you are told that everything you like is an idol that isn't Explicitly Christian, then you are just setting up folks like that for failure. But anyway, enough of that. Um, I just really feel passionate about that. But this person's claiming it's an idol. I think they're using evangelical sort of Christianese speak to just mean that they really liked it, and they liked it enough they might have thought of that over Bible verses or something because this is a common thing. It's a lot. I mean, it, it is frankly a lot of pressure, and I will be honest to that. It's funny and sad almost at the same time, but they have their reasons. So, they go in. They do know enough about Dragon Ball. They split it up by Dragon Ball, Dragon Ball Z, and then they seem to, after that, just dump, like, all the games, Dragon Ball Super, all the, like, really, really new stuff into another thing. They even go into the movie, I think, which, God bless them for even watching that, but whatever so they break down they really don't like the original dragon ball saga and i already started and said that he wrote the first i want to say if you're reading it in volumes like the first one or two volumes for shersies were definitely written for adults and you can see it in the content it's not like ridiculously explicit but the jokes are definitely like innuendo heavy um and a lot of that and i'm not japanese i don't know japanese culture enough but a lot of at least from an american standpoint the humor was like very much at like 80s like almost like slapstick sexual innuendo humor um very like low hanging fruit a lot of the time but it at the time it probably would have been also kind of edgy i don't know but that's just kind of i think people forget how old dragon ball really is so when you think about that concept that's where the humor was at so this person's breaking that down especially that seems to be what really offends them the most um and so the first thing they break down is why the pilaf saga is incorrect and the this is like the first story this is when they first meet um Goku he is like the little monkey child and they're going to find the first Dragon Balls and this person says that it's in the Dragon Ball mythology which is only half true Dragon Ball is actually based on a Chinese folktale I think it's called the Monkey King but anyway it's not like yes it's its own canon fandom whatever now but the actual mythology is not even Japanese it's Chinese so I'm going to start there and already be a pick and say come on man because if you are going to do this don't be that's why i say it's xenophobic because it is it's a folk tale from china but anyway continuing it is very evident from the very start that dragon ball has material that is not suitable for christian audiences there are several instances throughout the dragon ball series where kid goku is naked which by the way i'm just going to pause there like no I'm not saying that we need like nude children around. What I am saying is when you say it's inappropriate in a sexual manner because a child is naked, that is sexualizing a child and we'll leave it at that. And I think that says a lot about how Christians view nudity or taught to create. Cause I don't want to, I, I do think that part of this is that evangelical Christianity views all nudity essentially as sexual and any showing of skin is always sexual. So even a kid I- in the series, Goku's like a tar, almost like a Tarzan esque figure in terms of he's like raised in like the woods. He doesn't understand anything. And so that's one of the reasons he's naked and you do see full frontal nudity. It's incredible incredibly cartoon. I mean, it's like at the same level as the uh, joke lower half expose from the Simpsons movie. That's literally like the level it's at. So that's the first one. Naked Goku. I kind of saw that coming. Then we have, there are scenes in this saga that shows Bulma bathing with her chest exposed. Goku taking off her underwear while she sleeps. This is... (laughs) I will explain. Bulma flipping off the villain and Flashing Master Roshi. So, the flipping off the villain and the Flashing Master Roshi are 120% age like milk kind of jokes. Like, those are jokes that be like really funny because the whole idea is Bulma is like really attractive, but Goku specifically doesn't care because he wasn't, he's never met a woman. And so, this is where these whole jokes come up is that um, Goku's never met a cis woman. And because of that, he uh, is checking out essentially her. areas to see what's different than him and the joke is is that he's being very inappropriate not realizing what he's doing bulma freaks out and then he's like well i was just like investigating and she thinks it's sexual they kind of talk past each other it's like a whole like a very tarzan and jane-esque joke that's why i said that um everything else is problematic beyond christianity i mean the blasting master roshi is part of the like she's so hot she distracted him by flashing him kind of thing. and master roshi like in the beginning especially is like a total perv like that's his joke that's his thing that's why because i work with kids and all the kids i work with freaking love dragon ball And they always are like, I love Master Roshi. And I'm like, from Dragon Ball Z, please say yes from Dragon Ball Z. Because Dragon Ball Master Roshi is like, yeah, he's pretty gnarly. But to say that this makes it explicitly anti-Christian is also a little insane. So we'll leave it there. Um, This says that this kid teenager show, which again, we know isn't true. When these parts were written, it was not intended for children. It has simply become for children as it became popular because the manga that the author wrote before I can't think of his name right now and I feel terrible but um, was explicitly adult and I think it was actually a comedy so that's what his framework was when he made this Um, the Bible is clear that to look with lust is adultery I mean if you're looking at naked Goku with lust I think you have other things to deal with but okay because Bulma's also a kid like I know I didn't say that I think Bulma's like 14 15 in the beginning And then as the series goes on she gets older but to use these specific parts and to say that it 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 has lust is um it's not just cringy it's also really scary when you think about it uh because those are children characters and they are they're drawn like children and we'll just leave that there too um the next part is when it really like ups the ante this is when i think it's a true banger this is entitled goku and antichrist and there, I mean, this thing's riddled with Bible verses, and it says an antichrist is someone who not only opposes Christ, but also can be seen as a replacement for him. On the outside, it seems like Goku has some very godlike characteristics. Some examples include he rides on a cloud. Actually, OK, OK, I, I can't stop and just say every single reason it happens in the story. Let's just say the riding on the cloud has not much to do with Goku and has everything to do with the cloud. He came from heaven. That's not tree comes from okay whatever his limitless power his aura of light comes back from the dead and to prove my point further in the battle against frieza goku has a blasphemous i am speech i'm not gonna read it i i can't even this will be like three hours long if i break down every single reason that this person just openly is not understanding dragon ball like none of these like they're totally and i some of me thinks that they were like told to like look at it with a Christian lens and came up with all this because they are nitpicking things that have nothing like they're just fantasy elements of the story so anyway and then it says however we see inwardly Goku is not very Christ-like in behavior because he says this I am speech and what they're saying is that he's trying to say like he's God not going to go into it he loves fighting which god hates those that love violence he doesn't provide for his family's needs he doesn't work well (laughs) okay there isn't (laughs) i just don't even know what to say like they're talking about original dragon ball when goku is a child like he's literally a kid and they end the original dragon ball with him winning, spoilers, I guess, but this has been out since the 80s, so you've had time, guys. But the original Dragon Ball storyline before it goes into Dragon Ball Z ends with Goku winning that, like, fighter of the year thingy-majiggy, but he doesn't need to work for a living because he is a child. His, like, stepfather, father villain has died, and now Master Roshi and whoever else he, like, is teaching him at the time all like care for him and then he also marries chi chi at the end of dragon ball i think i can't remember yeah because the gohan's introduced in dragon ball c so all of this doesn't even matter and he marries chi chi during a fight like his job is fighting like he's basically the same as like a boxer i don't i don't like they're really like grasping at straws anyway He loves fighting, which God hates those that love violence. He doesn't provide for his family's needs. He doesn't work. Those that don't provide for their own are worse than infidels. That is a horrifyingly classist line. I don't have the mental energy to even talk about how awful that is to say all of that. But anyway, so there Goku's lazy and he's violent. And apparently that means that he's uh, anti-Christian. All right, so let's keep going. The World Tournament Saga, this is what I meant. During this saga, we are introduced to a new character, Launch. I thought it was Launch, but I could be wrong. She is a... They use a term, like an actual diagnosable term she she's a fantasy character and when she sneezes and turns into a gun-toting blonde who has been known to shoot at the heroes this is used as comic release relief but this mental illness which is actually dynamic demonic possession is nothing to laugh at i don't have time for that lunch is a funny character and that's all you need to know or launch whatever i think there was an english error anyway but it It's not a mental illness that she turns into the gun-toting blonde. It's a fantasy world. And she is not possessed by demons. That doesn't happen in Dragon Ball. (laughs) Fortune teller Baba Saga. Even saying the names are like... You can tell how like kitschy and cartoony it is. Sorry. (laughs) So Baba Saga, who I think is Mutant Roshi's sister, if I do remember. The name says it all. In order to find the last Dragon Ball this is like the third time they're finding them by the way but anyway in order to find the last dragon ball goku and pales seek the aid of a witch to help them find it consulting those with familiar spirits is strictly condemned in the bible as is necromancy which is also seen in this saga so it's not (sighs) goku goes to afterlife equivalent and like has to beat a guy so he can have the strength to beat another guy and that is just the too long didn't read version whatever there is technically someone lifted from the dead but it's because they get the wishes with the dragon balls that's it what's more is in the saga we see the dragon god shenron represents satan that is not who he represents but okay being summoned to resurrect upa's dad shenron resurrects fallen heroes quite frequently in dragon ball We know that Jesus is the resurrection and the life, not Satan. I don't actually know where they got the idea the dragon is Satan. I really don't. It's not. There's no heaven and hell like true. Well, okay. We're just not going to go down this. It's very, this is where I talk about like we get in the xenophobic, like even the idea of the afterlife, how we as like Western um, folks, Western world folks even look at it. It's just different. It's just not fair. This person has other important points. They also, for some reason, put one photo of one single Dragon Ball in this section. No clue why. Other things that I think that I should mention is that Goku's ultimate rival during the middle of Dragon Ball is Tien- I'm sorry, before I start, if I struggled and pronounced, this person's writing like every character's name incorrectly all over the place. Anyway, Tien- Sheenhan. It's, it's Chinese for supreme power that reigns over lesser gods. Teen seems to have a new age Hinduism feel to him and that he has been seen in a meditative state where he is levitating and he has a third eye, which is reminiscent of the whole Hindu chakra system. Okay. I don't have the energy. I just don't. The guardian of the earth that is introduced near the end of the series is called Kami, which is the name of the gods of the Shinto religion. Now, again, this is no different than a Christian putting God into something, even though they could give a crap about Christianity. I mean, it's it's just using your cultural... Anyway, it's a fantasy story. Um, This being possesses a man during the final world tournament when he faces off against Piccolo. The archivillion of the last tournament is known as oh the arch villain of the last they spelled that so wrong of the last tournament is known as ma jr ma meaning demon it's interesting how this demon is later said to be an alien called uh, i'm dragon ball z namakian in real life however it's just the opposite devils betray themselves as aliens to those who do not know the truth The ending theme song also has some very disturbing lyrics as well, especially the unbiblical believing in yourself sets you free and magic can happen to you as if that's a good thing. It's Jesus that makes you free and magic is bad. Thanks. Wow, they really went into the the lyrics of the theme song. You know what? That's low-key iconic. I got to give it to that. That's thorough. I've never looked into the lyrics of any theme song besides Cowboy Bebop because that's objectively the best one. But anyway continuing they don't have as many issues with dragon ball z which makes sense because when you look at the series like the original dragon ball is a very different i want to say completely different vibe but the vibe of og dragon ball is different than dragon ball z in that Dragon Ball has a kind of like there's fighting and stuff, but the original Dragon Ball has more of a like folksy tale feel, especially in the beginning. And then Dragon Ball Z tends to be more like, let's fight the entire time. So this is um, Dragon Ball Z specifically, if you don't know much, but you've heard like in your local eight year old, like going off Dragon Ball Z is where we like learn about Vegeta, about the science, like about all that. Um, This is when Goku's an adult and we meet a son and everything so this is that one this is what he's talking about from now on so we're done with the original i don't i really just encourage people when they read stuff to just look at the cultural context at the very least and that's all i'll say i think this is something we all can learn from regardless of religion but it's something i see when you use religion to say oh this is okay and this is not that's when it gets kind of ugly because i do think it brings a bigger it makes something seem more important and more, I don't even know what to say. Like, it, it makes something seem not as trivial, I guess. It, it, it's a really intense thing when you make your entire religion say something's anti-this when it's just an innocuous thing that somebody made artfully. But enough of that. Let's get on to the other issues they have. Um, this person doesn't have a lot to say about Dragon Ball Z, which isn't shocking, because that's what most people see before Dragon Ball. So they probably have more Emotional tie to Dragon Ball Z. But they do have some issues. The first is the introduction of alien races. It gives it an evolution y, old universe feel to it. That's a stretch. The introduction of the anti hero concept into the series, aka Piccolo and Vegeta, the proud prince. The Bible says, Woe to those that call evil good. Okay. I think they just have nuanced characters that can be more than one thing at once. That's the other thing, too, I think, especially with, like, literature that I see. And even because I did go to a Christian college, I've even had, like, we had a biblical literature class, which was looking at the Bible from, like, an analytic standpoint. Um, And some students were taught to be so black and white about everything that even, like, literature within the Bible in terms of, like, the Psalms being poetry and Genesis being... um, Really, like, not, like, what actually happened. Things like that. Like, it's it's difficult for kids to, because everything's so black and white within evangelicalism, to see nuance a lot of the time. Like, most of my college was spending learning about, like, not learning about, but, like, comprehending gray areas because I was taught that gray areas don't exist. You're either with God or you're not. So I think that's an aside, but something that I'm seeing in this, too. And it does make me sad because this person obviously converted later in life and now yeah they can't enjoy this like thing from when they're a kid not to say you shouldn't be critical of art but anyway oh more gratuitous nudity. i don't even have time for that this person is also going to go into the video games and stuff i don't i can't i can't because now they're just talking about like actually i take it back i'm not going to go into it because um, they get very xenophobic about certain terminologies that are found in other cultures in a way that's just not appropriate. But this is not the only person that doesn't like Dragon Ball Z and everyone seems to have, um a different idea about Dragon Ball Z, and that's fine. Um but some people, I don't know, they're just... <laughs> especially like people who've never really seen it. That person had seen it. They really, really, really don't like it. Um, This one, and I'm going to just kind of go over the view, like do an overview because this one's really, really xenophobic. Um, This person does note, and this is why it's so xenophobic. This person notes that it's based on the original myth from China, which is true. They then go in to break down um all the reasons that myth is is like anti-christian and it it (laughs) some of the ways are in ways that are like not they're like so cultural you can't put anything on it but culture and we'll leave it at that i mean i they mention things like how they dress being inappropriate and different terms they use to describe things or Usage of magic as a fantasy tool, which has gotten even fantasy authors in the US in trouble But I just would like to point out like if you if you think these things are funny Yes, but also at the same time No, like there is like that edge the xenophobic edge now this author That I'm on now is the person who discovered Gokuism. Now, Gokuism, I just promised I would talk about because I was actually pretty shocked when I saw... It. Well, no, not totally shocked. I'm on Tumblr. But I was shocked that... Um, I don't even know what to say, that they made a religion after Goku. Like, it kind of makes sense because there, I guess there are aspects of Goku you could say are Christ-like. I just think... Like, Goku is never been shown as like a completely perfect character like they're shown as someone who has to really work and grow and like that kind of thing um but there is a church of goku and there's nine thousand followers according to their website um i can't get a read it does seem like some people are doing it to troll but some people are taking this seriously um they they also are known as the church of goku um and this is what they say gokuism is the belief that the principles of dragon ball provide a moral compass for one's life and that goku is an ideal role model and moralistic person by some definitions it implies that goku provides personal global and universal salvation and that his death and resurrection were for our sake now i oh my god oh my god so goku (laughs) Like, yes, he went, he technically died, but like, I don't even, I just don't have time. I don't have time. Like, the whole idea of it is very different. This person is saying they are a Dragon Ball scholar who writes nonfiction books about the Dragon Ball series and fandom. It is their full-time job. Wow. Wow. Okay, so the roots of Gokuism. For many fans, Dragon Ball has always held a special place in their hearts. It's more than just a show. Some spiritually inclined fans find moral lessons that align with their own perspectives, or they are inspired by Goku's actions to improve themselves. This can range from hitting the gym to trying to become more honest and pure. In Western Europe and North America, there are believers and believers in Judeo-Christian tenets that feel their beliefs relate to the principles in Dragon Ball. I've read those. I have issue with Christians just making every piece of anything they like just a Christian metaphor because I don't think it's fair to both Christians, their metaphors and books and their metaphors to always have to be conflated. But that's another discussion for another day. Anyhow, Um Yes, yeah, so they see Goku's actions and are inspired to become closer to God, but such inspirations had always been restrained with the understandable confines of Dragon Ball being a fabricated series, not an actual paradigm of salvation. Um, that being said, I don't care if you see like, oh, this thing in a book is helpful to my life. I'm just saying not everything is Christian. In this college essay from 2009... This man wrote, he was a role model of a father, a great guy, strong and above all caring. This one character named Goku demonstrated this beautiful personality and his positive attitude and pure heart affected me. As a follower of Christ, I was further influenced by Goku's ability to do exactly what Christ has suggested we do. Love your enemy. Now that is sweet. It does remind me there is this local like fire dancing, fire throwing event every Monday night at the park that I can walk to from my house. It's called Slow Arts. And you go and there's like live music and adult substances and um, vendors. And there's like hula hooping artists and people. I mean, they're throwing fire. They like literally like flyer blowers. It's so fun. It's so cool. I can't go every Monday because sometimes I'm exhausted. But anyway, you go and the vibe there is obviously everyone's like a complete hippie. And so, um, you know, I'm just chatting it up with this one guy because we both like the band. I'll plug the band. It was Ancient Spaceship. Go check them out if you like psychedelic rock. Back to the story. I was telling him about something and Dragon Ball came up because everyone has seen or knows about dragon ball and he like went on this personal monologue about goku and how he could always have been like a better father and husband and i mean i i guess if i'm reading watching dragon ball like i'm not analyzing goku's fatherhood like, I, I kind of just want to have a good time, but yeah, like this is the energy that's being put into it. Not that this guy, I mean, that guy was also pretty uh, zooted, if you know what I mean, but he, he had a lot to say about Goku's parenting style, and this is the vibe I'm getting right now. I don't hate it, it's just, it's a lot. It's a lot of energy to have coming at you. Anyway, Gokuism, Dragon Ball fans have taken a story and world that they know is fantastical and made a belief system out of it. Now Akira, it's Akira Toriyama. Thank God I couldn't remember his name. He is not part of it. He does not endorse this religion. (laughs) Um. So no one knows where Gokuism first appeared. The biggest followings are in Spain and Mexico, and it's just begun. But um. There are internet groups that are for a uh, Gokuism. And oh no no no. Do I have to get into Jediism in a later episode? Yeah, I'm going to have to get into Jediism. I forgot about that. Yeah, this is a lot like that. That was that was a time. There is a website called Evangelical Gokuism. And he the person who made that book and that site I'm sorry, they made a site. They're writing a book called Praying to Goku. If any of you are interested, I mean, you're more than welcome to do that. Um, now, Dragon Ball, in some respects, is like Star Wars, so it makes sense that this would happen, but also not really. I'm more interested, what are the beliefs of Gokuism? We do have a little a picture of, like, little baby Goku with a little monkey tail on the cloud. Very cute. Um... And this is what it says: At the bare minimum, practicing Gokuism implies that you are a huge fan of Goku. Well, no shit. I mean, I mean, yeah. Like, no, I joined the religion because I hate him. Like, what? <laughs> yeah, as can be seen on this Spanish Facebook page called "Because he died for us and rose again to save us, we love you, Goku," which has over two hundred ninety thousand likes on a more religious level there's unfortunately little material available on the actual beliefs or tenets at the moment there are no texts or codified materials there is this site in spanish that lists the 10 commandments of goku but it appears to be a joke i hope let me look i can read spanish so i kind of no the 10 commandments of goku has been wiped from the internet well that's a bummer all right by the way, we're going to have to do the uh, evangelical Dragon Ball dub probably on a Twitch stream. I want to see that with people. Anyway, for what is available online, I gathered the Goku is perceived as a super powerful figure who sacrificed his life, was reborn, and fought for the salvation of mankind. Goku is taken as the physical and moral ideal, a role model of innocence and purity, who has unfathomable power, yet only uses it to help others. He is like... I mean, I would say he's definitely like very innocent in the beginning. I feel like that kind of... Like part of his story arc is that he learns more about like the world and stuff because he is very sheltered anyway do you believe that goku is the all-powerful son of bardox okay now i'm leaning on this not being a joke i've found some very convincing websites but there's no way there's no way that and if you are like i guess good for you But I gotta believe this is a joke now. With just the way they're writing this. Anyway, let's keep going. Do you believe that Goku has a power level over (laughs) 9,000? Sorry. That's a... (laughs) That's such an inside joke for, like, Dragon Ball. (laughs) Okay. Do you believe that Goku died, trained with King Kai, and was resurrected? (laughs) (laughs) okay i mean here's the okay i'm just gonna say this when goku died he like knew he was going to die with a goal but he also knew that he was gonna be able to rise again and this is where it's different than like christianity one-on-one because goku like died but was like hanging with king kai like when jesus died and resurrected he like technically beat death because i'm not gonna get it like if you are theologically looking as jesus died and was resurrected that happened you are coming at it as that he's like fully human and from my understanding goku is not even like part like i don't know i just feel like the rules of (laughs) i just think this is a weird weird thing they're really getting on anyway (laughs) Do you believe that Goku defeated Frieza and gave Son-, Son Gohan the motivation to defeat Cell? Do you believe that you would give Goku your energy if you ever did another spirit bomb? <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> this is awesome. Elsewhere, this sacrament appears in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Saiyan Spirit. <laughs> Okay, this is the website I needed to find because, I mean, people were, like, very serious on <laughs> these, I don't know, I think some of the people were going through something. On a Spanish Facebook Gokuism page, it says, Goku is above all things, Gohan is seated at the right of the Father through the works of Vegeta, he spoke through the prophets. <laughs> honestly i can't tell if these are jokes or genuine okay i'm glad like me and this person are on the same level they did contact some of the owners of the site and they did not hear back well if you do believe these things this is what you get in return you get the ability to fire a kamehameha which is like goku's like Is it Goku or Mutant Roshi? Because Goku uses it so much. It's one of the finishing, like, it's like a really big move. It, like, finishes everything. And then if you can beat it, you're like, amazing. Anyway, you can fly into the air. You get to teleport or punch through mountains. So far, nobody has promised these abilities to converts. But if the movement becomes more serious, these would be easy bait to swing in front of the eyes. Just like Jedi. Oh, because Jediism. I forgot they said you can actually become a Jedi. Wowzers. And then someone says it's honestly not that uh, far-fetched because people were proselytized in China, um, saying that they would have, like, special martial arts skills for believing things. That's, yup. Uh. Wow. Oh, some people try and embody Goku's exercise regimen and dietetic practices. That's highly dangerous. Um, although the avoiding alcohol is fine. Well, this says most people are just martial arts and eating natural. I mean, that's fine. What is the ultimate goal of Gokuism? Nobody knows. And that that's Gokuism. Um, people are... not reportedly leaving christianity and writing gokuism as their religion in some places which is that's a baller move i guess you know um this person says goku saved the world from pilaf the red ribbon army piccolo raditz vegeta napa frieza cell majambu and the evil dragons well jesus only saved us from satan that is one of their reasons for being into goku fair enough um this person says jesus was only resurrected once goku was resurrected twice also valid just pointing it out i think the difference is goku didn't resurrect himself but i in the christian belief jesus technically like resurrected himself i think that's where i'm like getting caught up is like goku had like a series of steps he knew he had to take and he knew it was a risk. It's also like one of my favorite storylines, so I'm very passionate about this, <laughs> but it's not, I, I guess this is another one, it's like not the same. Reason three, some people say their skills, they said, Jesus could heal the blind, raise the dead, remove sin, walk on water, and multiply fish, but Goku has the Kamehame- Kamehameha, Kaioken, Taioken, Dragon Fist, Teleport, and Dama fair. But Jesus also technically can raise the dead himself, and Goku can only do that through someone else. That's another thing. Goku has to, like, get the Dragon Balls. Jesus just touches people. He's like, you, you good? You know what I mean? Sometimes he'd, like, make you do something funky. For the most part, it was all him. So... And then people, I mean I guess people just keep going on that that if Jesus and Goku were in a fight, Goku would win, which I could I can see where a lot of Christians would be very very offended by that. I will be honest, you know, that is offensive to a lot of religions. And then um that I'm not going to go into the parallels of Christianity like I said, um it's not I don't I'm kind of tired of the like everything can, like this was not written with a Christian context, so let's just not do that. I know that there are enough animes with explicit Christian stuff. Neon Genesis Evangelion comes to mind. Um, I mean, that one's the most obvious because its name is Neon Genesis Evangelion, but I mean, there's other ones that have legitimate stuff in them, but yeah they don't have a gokuism book although there is that prayer to goku book coming out so like fingers crossed guys that will become their bible oh oh i they are taking some of the dragon ball books and making it their book okay that makes sense and it doesn't sound like there's anything you have to do if you're in the church so that's gokuism i hope that was edifying for you it's given you more options um I guess all I want to say before I close out the this episode, for Halloween, I'm doing a Satanic Panic at the Disco special, so stay tuned for that. It's just all Satanic Panic themed. We already kind of got a taste of it with the Halloween episode. Um Beyond that, really, just thank you for listening to this train wreck. I recorded it over like three days episode because I've been so sick and my mind's been all over the place. But this was pretty funny and I did really enjoy looking into Gokuism. So um, with that, thank you for listening and I hope to know you listened next week. Thanks, guys.